This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. Um, We are so excited to be with you today. I am here. This is Melanie Wise, FYI. (laughs) I am here with Rachel Thomas. And Caleb Holgerson is in the house, guys. Yes. Caleb, you haven't been on here with us. Well, Actually, it was December. It's December. Christmas. Yeah. It's a couple I was going to say for a while. Now, though. Yeah. It's yeah. time. It's Welcome time to back. back. Yeah, it's good to be here. Glad to have you here, especially for this series and kind of what we're covering. And um, for any of you who are just now joining us, we are in the middle now of a series um, that's really based on the book called Rooting for Rivals, which is a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been one of the most convicting books ever to me personally. Um, Rachel, I know oh you just read it recently and you said the same. Kicked in the teeth. And so we day. basically were like, you know what? We're not all going down just the two of us. We're yeah. going to bring all of you with us. That's right. You so last to. week we started a conversation on this book and we were kind of laughing at the end because we were like, well, that probably didn't feel good to anybody. Because right. uh, it was basically like, we all struggle with this and it's all about pride and go confess and repent and cry and weep in the corner about your brokenness. I don't know. Like it was just turn the other way. Yeah, exactly. But you know, in all, in all truthfulness guys, like we talked a little bit just about the whole, this whole idea of, um, how many of us struggle with this scarcity versus abundance mentality about the world, about Mm -hmm. God, that there's not enough resources to go around. There's not enough good to go around. If you get or you receive, it means that I go without or I go with mm-hmm. less. Yeah. And and I had never even heard about this scarcity versus abundance mentality until recent years. And then when I started looking at my own life, even back to childhood, oh, um, and honestly, ever since then, I have operated from that place without even realizing it in so many different areas of my life. And so... I'm just really excited to keep going in this conversation because as we said last week, yeah, we do have to recognize that at the root of this for so many of us is this mentality about God, but also this pride that we all tend to hold in our hearts because we are all fallen creatures. Um, And so because of that, you know, when you can get to that root, as we always talk about here, there's freedom on the other side of it. There's life on the other side of it. And so I'm just excited about where we continue to head in this, in this series. Um, And so today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this kind of idea, this myth that basically there's, as they say in the book, no room at the table, that there's limited seats, that we're all after this thing. And if somebody else gets, I don't get. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where we're headed today. Yeah, I think that's something that um, everybody kind of struggles with it from from time to time. The the idea that, they're, well, you know, someone's already doing it Mm -hmm. or... um, you know, I can't do it because, and it's this, these limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. that we have just about ourselves. I think for me one time, uh, so I, uh, I write on a blog every week and, um, when I first started it, like I was like, Oh, there's nobody talking about this. Like, Mm -hmm. and so, so I started writing that. I started finding all these people that were talking about this thing. <laughs> no, I started going, oh, so I'm not the only one. I'm not, I'm yeah. not as brilliant as I thought, you know, and so, nothing and, new I, and I, I started, I found this one guy who, um, is doing it a lot better than I am. And so for a while I was like, well, 
Maybe I should just let him I'm do out. it. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. But then, you know, I kind of realized that, well, if it's something that God's called you to, yeah. mm-hmm. if it's something that God's called me to, then then there's a place for me at the table. God's yeah. not going to call me to something, ask me to do something just to watch me fail. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know, so good. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I even just think about like mercy, for example. Someone could be like, I have a heart for, you know, hurting young women between the ages of 13 and 32 who are struggling with life controlling issues. So I'm going to start a ministry to help hurting young women. And then they might look at mercy and go, Oh, somebody else is already doing it. I think there is this Mm -hmm. message out there that says, no, 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 don't go start, you know, don't go reinvent the wheel. If somebody else is doing it, just latch onto what they're doing. I'm like, I mean, I get that at some level. Sure, There's sure. some wisdom in considering that. But if the right. Lord has put it on your heart to do, I'm like, there better be other ministries out there helping young women. Sure. Oh, for sure. As Brooke said last week, we yes. got 130 beds. Right. That is not enough. Yeah. Right. We need more people yes. that the Lord is calling into helping people. So yeah. I just, I think it's a good example of like, yeah, wisdom of the world, if you will. And I'm not just saying it's, it's, there is wisdom in it. It just sure. says if somebody else is doing it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't believe that's true. Yeah. I think that we all are, we're all in this together. Yeah. We all have this mission. And so, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, and the world is honestly too big of a place to yeah. <laughs> boil it down to just one, you know, organization or, or one person with those giftings and thinking that that's going to be enough to yeah. reach everybody. And, and <laughs> even in the book, he talks about, um, Peter does about how he had kind of shared, uh, uh, what Hope International does and com- and compared it to other organizations. Like again, we've refer- referenced, you know, World Vision or Compassion or, um, H1- or whatnot. And, and he at the end was like, ours is better because da, da, da. Like this is why you should give mm-hmm. to, to us. Mm. And somebody, um, a pastor in the, you know, meeting room just raised his hand and he was like, actually, I see that you are doing some of the same things, but like, how can you, how can you, um, disregard what that other organization is doing in another part of the world. Um, it, it's really not the same thing. Yes, you're helping to provide education and you're helping to provide food, but also this other organization is specifically focusing on sex trafficking. Like we need both. Mm-hmm. We need both. And so that was out. <laughs> I know he was like, what about that scene uh-huh. <laughs> and, and scene. So that has been really convicting. And even that idea of, um, just that scarcity versus abundance mindset. I've really seen that that in my own heart is played plays out because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose out to somebody else. And right. usually um, I'm afraid it's because resources are running out, yeah. you know? And so it's, so then when that happens, it's like, well, there's only enough for one or there's right. only enough for two or only this many people can make it. And you think, right. Oh man, I got to hustle up. I got to pull up my bootstraps. I got to right. prove to everybody that I'm good enough and that I'm better than. And then that just creates a miserable life guys yeah. <laughs> right. of striving and exhaustion. Um, and even kind of going back to um, that story we talked about last time with, Compassion International president sharing his resources with Peter, just this idea of what generosity can do in your heart, like that abundance mindset mm. of going, you know what? God is my provider. Like, mm-hmm. and so I can be, I can be free to share what he's mm-hmm. given me because right. he'll take care of me to give me the other things I need. Well, and that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. I think it's trusting God to be the provision, mm-hmm. be good. the provider. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Psalm 50, uh, 10 says, you know, for all the 
all the animals of the forest are mine and I own the, the cattle on a thousand hmm. hills. Yeah. Um, I've heard a, a couple of different pastors after saying, I go, you know what? He owns the hills too. Oh, you wow. Know, that's God good. owns it all. Yes. It's, it's all his. And so we don't need to worry about uh, not having enough not being provided for there certainly is room at the table yeah yeah well you know you were saying rachel just about how generosity is just such a a great way to actively fight against some of those Mm. thoughts and some of those struggles in our lives and i think about generosity i also just think about the ability to celebrate Mm. you know yes come uh, on for other people and i don't know i just think this can go down to very 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 personal things for people. This does not have to be, again, we're talking some here just about organization to organization or cause Mm -hmm. to cause, if you will, but this can be very, very personal too. And I, I remember, man, I don't know, this was maybe two or three years ago at a conference that, um, I heard Bianca Oltoff talking Mm -hmm. about just this idea of, of, of jealousy and envy and comparison and all of that. And one of the things that I remember her saying just over and over was that no matter what God has done in someone else's life, it's not going to stop him from doing it in your life. Mm. Oh, man. That's good. Like, it's not going yeah. like, to, like, he's going to be like, I have one person I'm going to do this so for. Good. And so if I do it for them, eh, too, late. too bad for right. you, you know? That's right. And so she just, I remember she said, someone else's blessing doesn't have to be your burden. Whoa. It's right. good. Uh, you know? Oh, and God. so just because he's doing it in someone else's life doesn't mean he's not going to do it in yours. Just because someone else has it doesn't mean that he's not going to have it for you. And so I just think, first of all, being able to recognize and seeing what he is doing in your life and giving thanks, you know, just giving thanks for that and being yeah, grateful for what he is doing in your life, but also believing that there's enough to go around. And, and again, I think this can get very personal because I remember in that season of my life, all of you on Mercy Talk know some of my journey mm-hmm. at the very season that I heard that message. I was, we were in the middle, my husband and I were in the middle of a a pregnancy journey and we had been trying to get pregnant for quite some time. And let me just tell you, Melanie Wise was weeping in her seat Mm -hmm. that day because I was seeing something that I wanted desperately for my life and everyone else was getting it. That's so hard. Like everyone was pregnant. I'm like, is anyone not pregnant right now? Like it just was like, it was all around me. This thing I wanted so desperately that we'd been trying for for a while. Everyone else was getting it and not me. And so... I had to truly pray like it was going to be a supernatural response sure. for me to be able to celebrate other people receiving something that I desperately wanted in my own life. Yeah. You know, and so I just had to pray like every single time I heard about another person being pregnant, especially when it's maybe like a close friend of mine. I had to literally pray, God, I need you to give me the power that is yeah. going to be very supernatural to celebrate for another person. That's so good. Oh my word. You know, and he, he did like he, he gave, I think he like empowered me in ways that I'm like, it doesn't make sense that I should be able to celebrate this with this person, but I could. And it was only because of him. That was definitely not something I was able to like pull up in myself. So I think celebrating, but then also that idea of just being generous with what you've been given. Yeah. You know, and, and especially in light of kind of what we've been talking about when it comes to like ministries and churches, if the Lord has given, I think you shared this last week, Rachel is like, if you live in this scarcity abundance mentality, like, or no, sorry, this scarcity mentality yes, versus yes. abundance mentality, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can tend to hoard. You yes. want to hold it all in. Yes. And so the way to fight that is to actually open your arms and yeah. to release and to share and to be generous with what the Lord has given to you yes. and your resources. And even again, when it comes to businesses, like 
what if you actually shared with other people? Here's what's worked for us. It might work for you too. Yeah. You know, here's what's been helpful for our organization. And instead of us holding that back saying that's ours to say, no, you know what? It's about the kingdom. It's not about us. I'm going to share this with everybody. You know, like what would happen? Kind of, that's what we asked last week. Like what would happen if we operated from that place? So why should you donate to Mercy Multiply? Well, it's simple. God has called us to be a part of a cause greater than ourselves. I love Nancy's vision and heartbeat for Mercy Multiplied, and I've seen the lives changed. I love that they offer these first-class, amazing facilities free of charge to these young women um, to teach them um, the value that they have in God's eyes and what it looks like to live a better and best version of the life God's called them to live. But that's got to come by some of us in the background supporting those who are on the front lines, living life day in and day out with these young women and helping them take the next step. One of my songs is called Do Something, and it talks about um, the story of somebody like me, maybe standing around uh, looking at the injustices of the world and, and saying, Lord, why don't you do something about it? Meanwhile, we come to realize that perhaps God's response is, I did, I created you. Are we going to do something? Are we going to support the ministry of Mercy Multiplied so that it can keep going on and multiplying the lives changed? Uh, It's up to us to do something about that. I I think we're in a great place right now. We're seeing more of that happen Mm. within, uh, at least within, you know, the nonprofit world that we live in and the, in the church world that I live Mm. part of my life. And, um, you know, one thing I, I had a, a, a mentor one time, you know, say, you know, there's lots of different kinds of churches because there's lots of different kinds of people. Hmm. And I think that's true for all kinds of organizations. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many different needs and you're going to meet a need that somebody else can't. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, personally, you can meet needs that someone else can't, you know, go back to the, my, you know, my blog story from earlier. I, you know, I have a voice that, yep. uh, that other guy doesn't, you yes. know, there's different things that I bring to the, to the That's table. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. That's a, yeah. I love that you talk about being able to see that more in, um, the church today, you know, in, in nonprofit world too, just of, uh, what it means to have many different voices working for the same thing. And it's kind of caused me to think about this idea of preference and what it means for us to have our own preferences of preferring different ways that we like things done. And sometimes how our pride can get in that way of us thinking, well, this is the right way and yeah. that is the wrong way. And one thing that I thought was really interesting about this was in this rooting for rivals, like deep dive that we did on this book, they have a podcast. Um, and they talked to a couple of global churches that they had partnered with. Um, and one thing that was really interesting was that they had come into these communities with these churches with some differences, but they called them spine issues and Mm. rib issues. Mm. So like preferences that were, um, smaller things that were not like, you know, you know, Jesus, Jesus died on the cross and only he's the only way for sure. A spine issue like that is super important and is like foundational to what we believe. But a rib issue would be something that's a little off. Yeah. Different than that. And so yeah. going into that context and going, okay, um, we can actually put these aside and still work together mm-hmm. and still have room at the table for yeah. all different voices and, yeah. and folks to come together. The other thing that was just straight up convicting was they said in other countries that we worked with, we have seen, um, less room, I guess to say for, for 
petty squabbling mm. because there's just not time for it. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the splintering issues that we have a preference over and we think, well, we can't work together. Or, you know, there's no room for you because you don't believe this or you do or whatever. Um, even denominationally, they said there's just there's not time for it. Like you're literally talking about people starving and hungry and needing um, resources. And it, it and Peter Grew says, well, you never want to pray for persecution. He was like, it was convicting that the Lord was doing a work in their hearts on pride and what it meant to come together and to be unified and to have many different voices, um, but the same, like you said, kingdom cause. Yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, all three of us have worked or are currently working, you know, within the church mm-hmm. and have seen that happen a lot, even within mm-hmm. churches, you know, and I think sometimes what can happen is people people disagree on what rib issues even are and mm-hmm. spine issues are. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, I think this is a spine issue. Well, I think this is a rib issue. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So there's always a place for conversation around that thing. Sure. But I, I just also think there's just such a heart check of like, what is most important That's right. here. Right. And I know that I talked some about mercy and how this kind of has applied to us as an organization last week. It's kind of coming up again. So I'm still going to share an example. I think of how that's worked itself out with us, for example. Yeah. Um, like I remember when we were putting together the resource of keys to freedom mm. and even some with empower with our workshops, with a lot of the stuff that we do with outreach. Um, I would say that even amongst our outreach team, there's probably some like theological mm-hmm. disagreements yeah, we would sure. have on some things. Yeah. Like I would maybe believe one thing on one thing. Yeah. I would say we all are on the same page about rib issues. Mm-hmm. Spine. 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 Sorry. Gosh. It's part of the body. I don't know. That's important for you to live. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's spine. They're all yes. important, right? No, you're good. But yeah, it's spine. Fine. I think yes. we're all on the yes. same page about the spine issues. Yeah. There might be some rib issues that we disagree with, but guess sure. what we care more about than anything? Yeah. We want people to walk in freedom. That's right. right. And that's what we're here to do every day. Mm-hmm. So even when we were putting together like keys to freedom, there were different things that we were saying like, do we need to include this? Should we not include this? I don't know. I don't know. And some people were like, we really need to put it in there. And I knew because I've had enough different experiences in various denominations throughout my life. I'm like, you do realize that we are going to lose an entire denomination. If we put that sentence in this book, they're going to read it and they're going to be like, well, nope, can't go with this book anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. I don't want to lose them over that one sentence. Yeah. Now we have to have our spine stuff in this book. Like the things that are like hearing, from the Lord, receiving from the Lord. There are going to be some people who don't think that that's a thing. Yeah. It is foundational to what we do. Mm-hmm. If we can't hear and receive from the Lord, you mm-hmm. might as well, I don't even yeah. know. I don't right. know what to say to you. You right. know, yeah. there's different things that were just foundational Yeah, that, yeah, for I don't know. Sure. It, 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 there might be some people who disagree and we have to be okay with that because this is too foundational, but there's so many things yeah. that aren't foundational right. that I would rather, I don't want to lose a whole people group over that. It's yes. too important. The message and this message of freedom is too important. So we're just going to, we're just not going to even talk about it. And right. in this, you know, I'm not right. saying it's not important not to talk about the rib issues and all that. Sure. I'm just saying that there are times where the, the bigger goal is more important. Yeah. The bigger picture, the kingdom, those things are more important. And so I, we've seen that and we see it in our workshops. I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about the stuff, the spine stuff. And, and there are people who've come to our workshops and been like, I don't agree with that thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Yeah. Right. We don't have to agree. Like, yeah. it's okay. Yep. It's just foundational to what? we're about. And yeah, so right. we have to include that stuff, but man, we try to keep the rib stuff out cause we don't want to lose. Yeah. We don't want right. to lose people over the small stuff when the big stuff is what we're after. Right. I think sometimes we, we caught up in 
arguing about the small stuff. I think it's just because we like to argue. Well, that's true. It goes a little bit. It goes back a little bit to, I I mean, what we were talking about last week with pride and it becomes, you know, well, I, well, I'm right about this or I'm, you know, and, and yeah, we could completely bypass the, the major issue of, you know, uh, this country needs water or (laughs) whatever the case may be. Yeah. No, that's so, so good. That's so true. It's convicting. Um, and so that kind of, clears the way, so to speak, for this idea of collaboration. You know, collaboration mm-hmm. says we have the most important thing in common. Like Mel said, we have the kingdom in, and we have freedom and that's Jesus. So we're going to lay down, like you said, our rib issues and we're going to share our resources in order to accomplish something, um, just that's bigger mm-hmm. than ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and that's eternal. Yeah, so absolutely. I loved the story in this book that I think captured that. Oh, Yes. So beautifully. You got to share. Um, so in the book, they talk about this. It was a story about basically all of these different organizations and people that were working on different translations of the Bible. And they all had their goals and they were all doing this thing separately. And they talked about how in, in 2017, there were 10 different Bible translation agencies that were involved in more than 90 percent of global translation work. So 10 agencies that were involved in more than 90% of this work, they decided to band together to come together in this cause and to try to drive people to a single website. Mm -hmm. It was called illuminations, capital N (laughs) in the middle. Got Bible. So, (laughs) so basically what they said is, you know what? Our vision for this and our goal for this is bigger than each of us as individual organizations. And so rather than compete for, you know, website visits or donors or whatever, like these people decided they were going to put all their resources together and to accelerate their goal and, and truly to really like accomplish faster what would have taken each of them individually so much more time and so many more resources. And I was just like, can you imagine if we all did this, you know, but basically through all of their partnership, they plan to reach their goal this, this is, is no small this goal. This is insane. Yeah, yeah. They plan to reach their goal, which, by the way, is 99.9% of the world's population having the New Testament translated by the year 2033. But they plan to reach that goal 100 years <laughs> ahead of their initial timeline. Wow. That's crazy. That's like, amazing. because they decided to come together, it's going to happen 100 years faster is what they, what they said. That's what they yeah. project. Wow. When I listened to that on the podcast, he, he mentioned their original timeline and I was like, Oh, I probably won't be alive for that. Yeah. And then, and then they, they read the new goal year and I was like, but maybe Lord, I might be alive I, for that. I yeah. Have to see that. I hope to you see know, that. Yeah, like yeah, it's see. just insane wow. of an example of like what could happen if we actually put our resources, our time, our energy, our gifts, our passion, our mission, our mission, yeah. and brought that together. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Well, I think Love that it. leads us to today's takeaway. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we always like to give something practical here. On <gasps> Our favorite word. Yes, we've inundated Caleb yeah. with the magic word. I know the word. <laughs> I know the word. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> today and this week, as you're you know thinking about um, what this scarcity mindset has meant for your ability to work with others, um, our, our, our takeaway is really simple. It's just ask the Lord to give you a spirit of generosity for a spirit of fear or competition. Mm. Intentionally look for ways that you can. Uh, collaborate and share your resources with uh, someone around you. Uh, Proverbs three twenty seven says, "Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power 
to help them. I think that when it's in your power to help them is so key right there. I think a lot of us have power to do something about something and we just don't or we don't believe we have the power. We have those limiting beliefs that we talked about earlier. And um, I think you absolutely do have the power. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So even the little things count. And I love that verse just for that reason that, um, you know, whether it is money or or maybe it's just time or encouragement Mm -hmm. to not hold that back and addressing those limiting beliefs. Like you said, like we've talked about scarcity versus abundance and, and even asking the Lord to show us where we've been prideful. Yeah. Um, those free you up to yeah. be able to not yes. withhold. Like yes. Mel was saying, just with open hands and say, man, I'm going to bless for you. I'm going to bless for you. I'm going to bless you. It <laughs> <laughs> was late night guys, late night last night with my babies. Um, but it frees you up to be able to bless others with yeah. what God has given mm-hmm. you. So we're not done yet. We're carrying on. Uh, so join us here next week as we continue to dive into rooting for rivals. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.